Chapter 7 of Bob the Castaway or The Wreck of the Eagle by Frank V. Webster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nigel Boydell. Chapter 7 Bob is Delighted. The excitement caused by Bob's prank had somewhat quieted down and the preparations went on for giving the young people their supper. Several of Bob's chums, however, fearful that they might be suspected of having taken part in the trick, left the church. As a matter of fact, though, Bob alone was concerned. He had thought of the trick, procured a bottle of liquid glue from the drug store, and, watching his chance, had poured it on the chair. Then he had told his chums of it, and they had withdrawn with him to the gallery to watch events, which came quickly enough. At the supper-table of the young people, little was talked of but Bob's prank, and opinion was pretty evenly divided as to what would happen. "'Maybe the minister will have him arrested,' suggested one girl. "'Oh, I don't think so,' was the opinion of another. "'Mr. Blackton is a kind-hearted man, and he likes Bob.' but I don't believe he'll like him after tonight. Maybe not. It was a mean thing to do, but I couldn't help laughing when the minister stood up and the chair went with him, swinging around every time he moved, the legs hitting everybody. Yes, it was odd. I had to laugh too. The girls and several of their companions indulged in merriment at the recollection. The minister soon returned to the church parlours wearing a different pair of trousers, and he seemed to have regained his good humour. "'Who was the boy who wanted me to remain seated all the evening, and perhaps longer?' he asked. "'It was Bob Henderson,' volunteered several. "'Yes, Mr. Blackton,' said Mrs. Henderson. "'I am sorry to have to admit that it was my son who played that prank, but he is going to be punished for it. His father has sent him home and has followed after him.' I hope he will not punish Bob too severely. It was a boyish prank, due more to thoughtlessness than to malice. I suppose it was, but Bob plays altogether too many such pranks. I think this will be the last. Well, tell Bob I forgive him, though my trousers are ruined. Mr. Henderson will arrange with you about that. What, uh, what chastisement does he contemplate administering to Bob? asked the minister. He and Mrs. Henderson were conversing off to one side, in a corner of the room. I hope he will not whip him. Bob is too big a boy to be whipped. Still, parson, you know what the good book says. Spare the rod and spoil the child. Yes, Mrs. Henderson, I know. Chastisement is all right in many cases, but there are other means. And it is my plan to take them, went on Bob's mother. I have just made arrangements with Captain Spark to take Bob with him on a long sea voyage. A sea voyage? That ought to be fine. Yes, I think that would be better than whipping Bob. Tell your husband I said so. I shall. Now, if you will excuse me, I must see that these young people have plenty to eat. They are a hungry lot. Indeed they are. Don't forget to tell Bob I forgive him. I don't want him to worry. Tell him also that he must be a little more thoughtful. I will. 
When Captain Spark and Mrs. Henderson went home from the donation supper that night, they discussed on the way the further plans of sending Bob to sea. "'We must consult Mr. Henderson about it,' said the captain. "'I shall, this very night. I will put up with Bob's nonsense no longer.' Mr. Henderson was found sitting in the dining-room reading a paper. He had sent Bob to bed on arriving at the house for Mr. Henderson was a man who did not believe in inflicting punishment in the heat of passion. He wanted to calm down before he decided how his son ought to be made to realise the wrong he had done. To tell the truth, he was quite at a loss just what punishment to inflict. He had thought of a sound whipping, but he realised, as had the minister, that Bob was too old for this. Nothing so breaks the proud spirit of a boy as a personal chastisement after he has reached a certain age. And, as yet, Mr. Henderson was not aware of the proposition Captain Spark had made to Bob's mother, and her practical acceptance of it. Of course, Mr. Henderson had heard the first talk of sending Bob to sea, but after his wife's refusal to consider it, he had thought no more about it. "'Well, Enos,' asked Mrs. Henderson, as she and the captain entered. "'Have you considered what to do with Bob?' "'I have, Lucy, but I have reached no conclusion.' "'I have.' "'You have? What is it? "'I am going to send him on a voyage with Captain Spark. "'That is, if you consent.' "'I will agree to anything you think best, "'but I think you will find it hard work to get Bob to go. "'I fear he will dislike the idea very much.' "'Why so?' inquired the captain. "'Well, Bob has many friends in the village, many boy chums, and I think he would object very strongly to leaving them and going off among a lot of strange men in a ship.' "'I wouldn't be a stranger to him.' "'No, you would not, but the others would be, and I think he would be somewhat afraid.' "'Afraid? What's there to be afraid of on the ocean, with a stout deck beneath your feet?' The ocean is the safest place in the world. I'm frightened half out of my wits every time I come on land. There are so many chances of accidents. The train may run off the track. Steam boilers may blow up. There may be an earthquake. A wild bull may chase you. You may fall down a coal hole and break your neck. Or a building may topple over while you're out walking peacefully along the street. No such things as those can happen to you on the ocean. No, perhaps not but there are others as bad or worse, Captain. Nonsense! It may blow a bit now and then, but all you've got to do is mind your helm and you'll come out all right. I'm glad you think so. I shall be glad to have Bob make a trip with you. I think it would be good for him, but I fear he will object to it. I don't think so. We'll propose it to him in the morning. Bob came down to breakfast feeling rather sheepish. He had been wondering, during the time he was not sleeping, what form of punishment his father would inflict. The lad had an uneasy feeling that he might have to make a public apology before the whole church congregation. This, he felt, would be very embarrassing. He also had an idea that his father might take him from school and put him to work in the mill. Mr. Henderson had once threatened this when Bob had played some particularly annoying prank, and Bob liked his school very much, in spite of the tricks he played. "'Well, my son,' 
said Mr. Henderson, more solemnly than he usually spoke. "'I trust you have a proper feeling of regret for what you did last night.' "'Yes, I wish I hadn't done it,' said Bob. "'I didn't think it would make so much trouble. "'I didn't mean to use so much glue.' "'Well, there is no use in discussing that now. "'The thing is done. "'You remember I told you I would have to punish you?' "'Yes, sir.' "'I have talked it over with your mother and Captain Spark, "'and we have made up our minds what to do. "'You are going to be sent on a long sea voyage "'with Captain Spark in the Eagle. "'You will be away from home a long time, "'and when you return, I trust you will have mended your ways.' "'For a few seconds Bob did not speak. "'The proposition was so sudden to him "'that he did not exactly comprehend it. "'I am going to sea with Captain Spark?' he asked slowly. "'That is the punishment we have decided on, my son.' "'Where are you going, Captain?' asked Bob. "'I'm bound for round Cape Horn this trip. Oh, you'll get all the ocean you want, but it will make a man of you.' "'When are you going to sail?' asked Bob in a quiet voice. "'Next week.' "'Good!' exclaimed the youth suddenly. "'I'll be ready. Oh, I always wanted to make a sea voyage.' and now I have the chance. This is the best ever. Hurrah! That's the stuff. A life on the ocean wave, a home on the bounding deep. A vast and belay my heart is. Shiver me timbers. All hands on deck to take in sail. The arrow she bows. Bob had not read sea stories for nothing. That's the way to talk, exclaimed the captain. I knew he'd like the idea. Mr. Henderson seemed somewhat amazed. He had expected Bob to make strong objections. Instead, the boy was delighted. "'I'm sorry to see you leave home, Bob,' said his mother with just a hint of tears in her eyes. "'But I think it will be the best thing for you.' "'So do I, Mum. Hurrah! This is the best ever!' Then Bob began to dance a sailor's hornpipe. "'It seems to me,' said Mr. Henderson to himself as he started for the mill, that Bob's punishment is more of a pleasure than anything else. Still, if it does him good, I'll not regret it. End of chapter 7